Okay. Welcome back Take to... Take three. Welcome back to another episode of Is It That Serious? Anyways, we're in a blank street night right now. That's 7.30 p.m. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Sophia? Sophia Valentina Co. My full government name. I be forgetting that. But how'd you... Just who named you Valentina as your male name? Who do you think? Your mom? Of course, my mom. My dad? dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't work. gonna be named Sophia. You were gonna be I? named... I, I forget. Did I tell you? Yeah. It what? was Maxima. Maxima? We so probably would have called you Max. Max. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. My mom was my mom was thinking about naming me Jason. I'm Yo, glad. No, yeah. Jason I'm glad. I hate I hate male J names. Do you want to rank fruits? Sure. Actually? Sure. I, I'm not that confident in ranking fruits though. Because I, I don't love like fruits. fruits. I don't like fruits. But why? They're just so potent with flavor. <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna talk about how me and Arthur met, and like and our, are just friends. Our friendship, because we're really good friends. He's like one of my best friends. Oh, that's really weird because I assume I'm nothing like your hometown friends. Yeah, my friends that I have here are so different than my hometown friends. You no, know, one thing that pushed favor into our friendship even before we met was that we were both transfers. Yes. In NYU, you started off in Calton at NYU. And I don't I was know in, what the fuck I was doing. And I was in Japan doing you know We what? both were like, we don't know what we're doing with our lives. Because I was in denial. We both were in I denial. We were yeah. both in denial that we wanted to study acting in college. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what and I was doing. I went to Tokyo my freshman year of college. They had like an international program, which was really, really bad. It was the shittiest thing I've done in my entire life. I was so depressed. I was depressed also. No, but like, at least you can talk to people. I didn't talk to anyone. But you had all the skills and the knowledge to talk to a person. I couldn't even talk to a cashier. Oh, you had that. Okay. Yeah. Me and Arthur got into a really heated argument for like five seconds. It, and then the it was next really morning. Just five seconds. And no, it literally it was. was. <laughs> it lasted five whole seconds. That, I, that's that. basically what I I literally became a mom. I was like, go to your room. Do you remember that? <laughs> the amount of guilt that I felt afterwards. To be fair, I, ever to be fair I think it would have been. I think it would have been different it was, if it was just the two of us compared to there having more people in the room. Like if it was just me and you, I think I would have kept going. I think so too. Yeah. I think we would have blown it out of proportion. Because I was just like, go to your fucking room, and, and then you, and then you just looked at me and you're like, and then you stormed off. Because this happened in Paris. Yeah. Because, because <laughs> the last night in Paris. Paris was. Paris was crazy. Paris, Paris was crazy. And then the next morning, I was like, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was doing the dishes because we. Oh had, yeah, 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 you're right. No, you're right. I woke up first. I woke up first because we had to get out of the Airbnb at 10 a.m. I woke up first. And it was then, our flight back to New York. And I stepped out to the living room, and it was a mess. So I started doing the dishes, and <laughs> and then each person started waking up, and then. You're like you're like in the middle. I was doing dishes, and you just stepped out like this. I know. I was so scared. No, and then you're no. To me, you're just like, um, I don't know what. Happened. Literally, because I was like, what the fuck? Like, we literally never argue. You were scared. I was nervous because I was like. What do you think I would say? I don't know. I thought you were just gonna ignore me, like until no, we got home. No, I just was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah we, and just then got, I, we just got over we it. We got over it so we, fast. We got over it as quickly as we started it. Yeah. 
in five seconds we resolved it as well. I think no. that's I think that's a good thing. I yeah. think that says a lot of our friendship. Our, our, yeah, our yeah. friendship, I think so too. So we were just talking about... The thing is, is when I get depressed... Okay, I had never been depressed in my life until 2019, 2020. Don't ask me... 2020? My life was shit. My life was oh. fucking ass. What, what? I hated 2020. What made you um, transfer? Because I was like, if I am coming to NYU, I picked up and moved my life to New York and I'm not even doing the thing that I'd love to do. From Massachusetts. From Massachusetts. Like, why am I going to school for this? So then I, I was like, I talked to my dad and I was like, I'm gonna audition. For me, at least, I was going to Japan. I thought my life was fucking over because I did not know what was going on anymore. I thought I peaked in high school. Sometimes I still think I do. <laughs> I went back home in like late January for winter break and I was like, I'm just gonna be depressed and do nothing. And then guess what? COVID happened. Which... I was so happy. happy. Me too! <laughs> I'm so happy. No, COVID, COVID, so COVID, happy COVID's COVID. terrible. COVID was COVID was terrible. It was a terrible event COVID that happened in like terrible. world history. But <laughs> but I was so happy because I got to just stay I, home. I got to go home. Me too. I was so happy. I was like, fuck this place. No, I no, no. hate my also, life. Also, as horrible as it was, COVID. If it weren't for COVID, I probably wouldn't have been able to audition for NYU. Oh, oh COVID allowed you to do it over? Yeah, on Zoom. On Zoom. So I did my audition in April 2020 um, through Zoom at 10.38 p.m. I remember because mm -hmm. the time zones. And honestly, I just auditioned as like a last-ditch effort because I, I was like, I'm going to audition for NYU. My dad's like, yeah, right, you are. To me, if I get rejected through NYU, that I, then I can like be like, okay, it wasn't meant to be. I can let it go now. And then, and then I got in, which was horrifying because I had to tell my dad that I got in, and he was so upset that he went to the bar afterwards. Oh. Yeah. It's not really a bar. We hate unsupportive dads. No. And NYU would sort us like like the Sorting Hat <laughs> in Harry Potter in studios. There are ten studios, only seven, six, eight. Or seven. primary, seven. seven or primary. So out of se out of the seven, we got sorted into the same studio and the same class. Um, September twenty twenty. Yeah, when well, you weren't here. You're no, at home. I stayed home to save money. Yeah, um, and we first saw each other in, on a Zoom on Zoom. Zoom class, Tim's class. Tim. Tim Martin Krause. Shout out to Tim Martin Krause. We miss you. I miss him so much. He was like the first person I think who treated me as if I could do this. Mm -hmm. I thought you were a bad actor. Yeah, everyone that, that, fucking did. That, <laughs> everyone fucking that did. Gave, that scene was so bad that it gave you, it gave it everyone like, the wrong impression. It was like old, like old American, and, and like. I heard this. I heard that the script wasn't even like a script. It wasn't. It was a book, and we had to just talk from the, the dialogue. The dialogue. It wasn't even a script. Why did what did what did Tim say when you were? I don't even know. I don't even remember. Me and Colin were just like, okay. So that happened. I saw Sophia. Sophia was depressed too. So whenever I looked at her tiny Zoom screen, I was like, what is she? Do? Also, I was I was being a, an asshole, and I was like, I'm here to work. I'm not here to make friends. So when I saw <laughs> Sophia just going through it, I thought she was just being lazy. We all start do doing like a round of scenes. We pair up and do a scene. And then after our scene cycle's done, we find another partner. I didn't have a partner. So what happened was, and we, we had a group chat in, in, for our class, and I was like, who doesn't have a partner? And then Sophia was like, me. And I was like, fuck. I didn't know that at you the time. But I, I told you later. Yeah. 
So um, we got paired up and we went to Tim saying, do you have any scene recommendations? You guys should look into the flick by Annie Baker. And right before we started rehearsals for the scene, you got casted in Don't Look Up. I did. So I was on set for a month. And, and I was under the impression that you'd be skipping all the classes. No. no. I still wanted to go to school. Well, I was under the impression that you wouldn't be coming to class. So I was very mad. Because I was like, how dare she jeopardize my education? I was in a fucking Netflix film. I know, but like, I was, I was like, how What am I going to do, she... say no? I was, back then I was being an asshole. You would miss some, like. I missed, I, there were some days that I couldn't because I, yeah, sh I was shooting. No, but you fully made it to all the classes where we, where we were partners, which yeah. I really appreciated it. And our first rehearsal, we did it on Zoom. It was after you, sh you, were, you were filming. So we had to rehearse starting at 9 p.m. You were in your hotel. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, this, this person, let's just read the scene and just get out of here. And then I had my script ready. I, I, I looked decent. I was ready. I was prepared. And then you walk in fully with your vape in hand going like. Okay, this is over Zoom. This is over Zoom. Yeah. I'm in my hotel room like after a long day of shooting. And Arthur's like, let's rehearse. So we're, we're, this conversation is happening over Zoom. Zoom. And then you're like, bro, I just need like 15 minutes. <laughs> and like, I was so mad. Let me chill for I, a I was second, so mad. I was, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. And then you start asking me about my day. And how, no, you asked me how I, how, how I was doing. I was like, huh? Because <laughs> like, before, all my partners and I were very professional. And we just jumped into work. But we never really talked about anything. Like my previous partners and I never really talked about our lives. But you're just there going like, oh my god, bro. Today I said, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, I wanted to talk to you. And then, I like talking to people. And we just eased into a conversation, and then we suddenly started trauma dumping. Really, <laughs> we did. Like we trauma dumped, dumped for four hours yeah. to like one a.m. We didn't rehearse like <laughs> the first four hours. Like we talked about our first year in college of how miserable that was. You you talked about um, events um, before you came to college. Uh, your like relationship. Oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck. That fucking man. I was going through it at the time. I was going through it too. No, but you're active. You're going. Well, you're in it at the time too. In my in that relationship, yeah, yeah I was. I, yeah, we bonded. We bonded. Like I, I, I would have confidently said that you were my friend after those four hours. Yeah, I would say so too. We bonded really well. We just clicked really well. We meet like after those four hours. We immediately just like. We just became friends. Yeah, actually, actually yeah. No, but during after those four hours at one a.m., I was like, wait. This is the scene. So we read it once and we oh, like, yeah. called it called out and we performed it the next day. Yeah. And then it was good. It was good. It was good. That's one of my favorite scenes that I've ever done. Me too, actually. At my time at NYU. And that scene has a very special place in my heart because it brought us together. It did. You're really good for that. Me? As yeah. horrible as it sounds. Bro, my hair is a, a bitch. She's a fucking bitch. She's a man eater, a bitch, a slut. <laughs> Literally <Yeah>. me. Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, You're not a slut. No, I'm not. not. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong there's with nothing that. There's nothing wrong with being a slut. <laughs> I, sometimes I sit there and aspire to be a slut. Aesthetic. I can't. I can't either. I think I'll start crying. Yeah, me too.
but after that, yeah, that, that was one of my best scenes I've ever done. And after that, we just like, you were just my friend. Did we? <laughs> well, Come we, back! Wait. He's taking a picture of us! Come back! Aww. Wait, aww. Um, fast forward a few months, you came to New York finally for spring extension. I came to New York. Stayed at an Airbnb. Which was really nice. It was so nice. I still dream about it. It was in the West Village. It was gorgeous. It was a one bedroom. It was really nice. And I hosted a lot of parties there. My 21st was hosted there too. Yeah, I hosted his 21st. I had heat stroke that day. Yeah, sorry. And then the jello shots were really bad. Yeah, I tried to make jello shots and I think I added too much alcohol so they just didn't solidify. Your heart was in the right place. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but I thought you'd be taller. Everyone says that. Yeah, Everyone says taller. that I was Cause, taller. Cause, cause I, I only saw her from here. Up. So I thought I'm she, a tiny, I'm a tiny queen. I thought I thought you'd be like five foot seven. This is me. I thought you'd be five foot seven. No, I'm five four. No, when five I, three and three quarters to be exact. When I, I when I first saw you, I was like, <laughs> everyone was like, because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought I thought you'd be taller. So I remember I showed up and everyone was like, because um the majority so short? the majority of us saw you for the first time in Washington Square Park. Yes. I, I remember so that day. I was telling everyone how excited I was to meet you in person. I felt so loved that day because everyone Aww. was like. And then we went to over to Airbnb. Yeah, everyone was like, "We're so excited to meet you." We were honestly, but I can confidently say say I was the most excited. Um, but yeah, you, now that that's the history of our friendship, do you just want to talk about what our friendships like, like our dynamic, or anything, sure. or how we? Sure. My appreciation of Sophia Cole. Um. When you meet Sophia, the first thing that you feel when you meet her is her heart, because she wears her heart on her sleeve. Very vulnerable with people. Even if even if even if you don't know her that well, you can immediately tell that she's being genuine about what she's saying. She can be expressive for better or for worse, but I think that's honestly for the better. But at least everybody knows that you're sincere. <laughs> what? <laughs> and even even if you feel like upset or emotional, it's for the better because it. You never really bottle things up. Like, Me? You, yeah, you never really bottle things no, up. No, I don't. I will let you know. <laughs> and, th and that's a good thing. Like, Sophia, would like, you communicate with people to try to, like, get the conversation going to fix what's not, if there's something wrong, you would try to fix it. And you tend to view things with an open mind, but you still, you have good judgment skills, I think. And it, you're fun. Life is fun when you're, <laughs> you're and it's, you're really funny. When you get have like an impression of someone, I think you have an open mind that it can yeah. change, and yeah. I think that's a very important characteristic. Because sometimes I don't have that. Sometimes first impressions are really solid for me, which which is not great. You're just very emotional, for better or for worse. That could be a good thing. No, because I get to say whatever I want to fucking say. I never walk away from a situation being like I should have said that ever. Ever. No Never. No regrets. No regrets. You're actually true. You don't really have a lot of regrets. I don't. <laughs> because why would you want to live your whole life not being able to express stuff to people, whether it be friends, family, lovers? Being emotional is great. It allows me to connect with people so deeply. That's true. I don't get to do that. Because you're missing out on such vulnerable aspects of relationships. So like to feel so deeply. I love it. It sucks sometimes. It, I'm not gonna lie. It sucks. But I'm like, well, I was able to experience this, this, and that. 
because I was able to feel this, this, and that, and express this, this, and that. Well, it's also like... Like, I have no regrets with that. As much as, as so much pain that I've gone through with people. Oh. It's also one of those things where... I, I love it. If you read Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, they everybody lives in a state where they don't have anything bad in their lives, and they're just given everything they ever wanted. So they don't have, like, highs and lows in their lives. Everything's just very stale. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the bad or the risk in things, you can't appreciate the good. I think that's what you mean with emo being emotional. Yeah. Like, you accept the bad, too, in order mm -hmm. to experience the good. Mm -hmm. I think that's... I think that's very important to accept and surrender yourself to all the potential risks to things mm -hmm. to fully live your life. But yeah, you also have a great reputation in Blank Street. Like, I was <laughs> co workers. Let's go! All the co workers <laughs> have only great things to say about you. Uh, no, but there's a way that you hold yourself sometimes that does have maturity. I think it's like the radical trying to like live through life kind of thing. That's what brings, that's what translates to maturity. Because I feel a lot of our people in our age are very like we don't know what we're doing. There's a like uncertainty in the air. We just graduated from school, but the way you carry yourself sometimes feels like you look like you know what you're doing. If I were to say that you were to meet Arthur and you were really to get to know him, like he's just so insightful. Wait. You really are able to just navigate through relationships and situations in a way that like, it's just very mature, like the way you carry yourself. And you're just there for your friends all the time. Like you give, this man gives the greatest advice of all time. You need, you have a question? Arthur will not judge you. Arthur will not judge you. Arthur will give it to you straight up and he will give you the best advice that he could possibly give, that anyone can give you. And it provides such a sense of security and a sense of safety within any sort of friendship that you have with Arthur. You don't have to be close to the guy. You can ask him anything and he'll he'll talk to you. Like you know how to talk to people. You know how to really just calm people down and give an unbiased opinion about everything. Or if anyone is going through it, you're like, it's going to be okay, this, this, and that. Let's see what this, this, and that, X, Y, Z, A, B, C. You know what I mean? Like, you just have such a way with words. I always tell anyone I ever meet, like, you really should get to know this guy. Like, he's such a you blessing. Say, you say that to people? Yeah, I'm like, he's such a blessing to have in my life. Like, he's just such a great friend, just such a great Damn. person to talk to and to really just, like, get to know. He provides so much security and safety. And you're very loyal. You're very loyal. Very, very, very loyal. If you... You could just meet the guy and you'd be like, don't tell Sophia that I'm saying this. And he won't tell. <laughs> like, he won't tell. You'll never... I well, will never unless find there's, out. Unless there's, like, a very exceptional reason why of course if I'm, my life is a fucking danger yeah. he's gonna be like this person's trying to murder you but like he's so loyal and he's he's he will that loyalty and trust is is there no matter who you are no matter who you are like you can talk to Arthur about anything okay. anything any anything he'll be so honest with you and you're so talented and you don't see oh. that and he's one of the nicest people I know everyone at Blink Street loves well, Arthur you need an Arthur in your life hire me <laughs> um, Arthur will, will help you through whatever you're thinking, even if whatever you're feeling. If you're listening, if you're listening to this, and if you need someone to just hear you out, my Instagram <laughs> handle is Arthur Arthur period s period Kim on Instagram. <laughs> I think everyone deserves a chance to be heard, whether they're right or wrong. The thing about being unbiased is, of course, nobody can be perfectly unbiased. 
but I try to, I really try hard when people tell me things, just look at it in a very open perspective. Not because I'm like, oh, I'm just so wise and open. No, I just think that everybody, even the opposing party, but every like complex situation deserves to be viewed on both sides. And then you just make it, make it up to what you want it to be. I just want to be a person that helps you think it, process and think it through. He's the man. Oh my god, I saw a TikTok the other day that said, we're all just walking each other home. You get like all these like insightful <laughs> advice TikToks while I get like TikToks of like... No, people. that was like super random, honestly. I get a lot of makeup tutorials. <laughs> I get a lot of like... I, I'm like, I need to learn how to do makeup. I get a lot of like... I like the one that we got where this woman was making out with a Shrek filter. Yeah. I haven't seen that Shrek filter so much. This, this girl was just like, we're all just walking each other home. We're all just like experiencing each other. Just walking each other home. Just I'm kidding, saying like, kidding. we all experience so many beautiful moments and so many painful moments. That, and like, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Where is this nihilism coming from? It's not nihilism. It's just like, it's just like it's life. We're all just human beings. Like we all just, life is too short to hold on to fucked up shit. True. It's like that TikTok, that dog, and that music, that huge orchestral music and all the like human the atrocities. The <laughs> Robbery. Arsony. Arsony. Arsony? Wait, is that the That's word? just arson. <laughs> I was thinking of arsonist. I'm sorry. Arsony. Dumb moment. I know there are a lot of people who are afraid of being hurt by other people. Me. And being vulnerable and being open to people. Just relationships. Friendships, romantic, or whatever. Just being open. But there's this quote that I heard from my high school English teacher. Who said, To love is to give permission to the other person to hurt you. Oh, you've told me that. Yeah. That's a quote I've held on to for a while. Basically, you're just giving the other person a loaded gun and having faith that they won't use it against you. It's always a risk. It's always a risk. But everything that you have to risk for has some of the best rewards in life. Any romantic relationship I've been in or like any friendship or anything, like I've gone through some terrible events. It doesn't alter the way that I, I love. It doesn't alter how vulnerable I let myself be. Let's say I was in a relationship and my partner cheated on me seven times. <laughs> I got pregnant and <laughs> they cheated on me seven times when I was pregnant and I was giving birth. They were playing Call of Duty while I was giving birth and they killed my dad. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what type of fucked up shit I go through, I'm going to continue loving the way I love. I'm serious though. Call of Duty? Yeah, I don't know. I used to play Call of Duty. You? Yeah. Damn. With my cousins. I used to play Call of Duty the zombies version. I loved that part. I loved that game. I don't think I can ever love correctly again. You think you don't and then you meet someone and you're like, oh. No, I meant like, in, not romantically. I meant like in general. No, I wasn't implying romantic. Oh. You think so and then you go through life and you meet people and you're like, okay. That's what happened when you came to college. You were like, I, you thought you were never going to make friends like that. And then you started to meet people and you started to open up and then i'm closing right back up and, and that's part of life it's it's ups and downs you're you, you think that you're never gonna love again or you're never gonna connect with people again that's honestly kind of true and then you meet someone and you're like oh that's true honestly because i thought maybe i can't before before i came here i genu genuinely never thought i would make friends again because mm -hmm. I thought there was something intrinsically very wrong with it. And I met people who were willing, willing to give me a chance. So I thought it'd be very unfair of me if I didn't return that. Like you. And some of my best friends. Also just, 
each person, corny as it is, is very they're very unique. Yeah. And not, and not everybody is going to be a perfect match in anything. And no. we just got to accept that. To think that there's a perfect friend or, or partner for you out there is very nice. And conflict between people is what makes it fun. Small differences create... Because you learn from each other. Also, that it creates unique relationships between two people. You really do just sometimes casually forgive me so easily, even when I don't really deserve it. I think forgiveness is very important. If you go throughout your life holding resentment towards people, it's only affecting you. Because if you hold on to that anger and that resentment and whatever, like, you're stuck. Yeah, I know what that feels like. You're stuck. I've been stuck for like five years. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. I still hold a lot of resentment. And I recognize that it's not right. It's not easy to let go, but sometimes you it's really not. just, you really got, got to allow yourself to. Because at the end of the day, you're just trapping yourself. And what makes life and people as human beings so interesting is everything is so conditional. Like there's no like set formula for things. Every, every moment is very unique and you can't just put anything in a box. You can't, there's just no complete, rules are, there. I, don't, I believe that there are no set rules in life. As in like A plus B equals C kind of thing. Everything is just constantly changing and shifting. There's no way you could predict anything. You cannot put, you cannot place the same um, like standard for every single thing that happens in your life. Mm. Everything's everything's unique. Being unpredictable is what makes what makes us human. Like I said in my last podcast episode, in the end everything will be okay, and if it's not okay, then it's not the end. Yeah. Because I know any bad decision I've made in my life, Arthur's like, it's okay. <laughs> Just let's not do that again. And then you would do it again. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sorry. You'd be like, it's okay. God will put me through some fuck shit and then. Fuck shit. <laughs> dead ass. And then, like, three weeks later, my life is fine. I'm like, so what was the point of that? Like, a few weeks ago, I was like, just so you know, like, you've gone through shit, but you've always came back. I always come back. Like, but, no, friendships are, they're hard. Any relationship. Yeah. But friendships are so important to, ma to maintain. They are, but like... Friendships are so important. They're so crucial. It's so import important to maintain fr friendships in your life. I would argue they're more crucial than romantic relationships. I agree. More, I never... Way I, more crucial. I, that's why I never really had the desire or like the need of a romantic relationship. Because friendships are just more important in my life. Well, they fill, they, they, they can fill just as many slots as like a romantic relationship yeah. can. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, romance is not necessary. It's really not. It's not. No shame if you... If, no shame. If, no shame if you value that. I'm a hopeless romantic. I love... I love... You love I, love? I love love. I love romance. It's so nice. Is it, it is. It is. It's so nice. Oh, I, I think one thing that people sometimes not like consider or talk about are like platonic breakups. Platonic. Any sort of like relationship breakup yeah. sucks. Like you're losing a person forever. You're grieving a person who's still alive, which I feel like, I mean, no one has ever died in my life, but arguably I feel like I've, I've read and I've seen things that people are like that argue, arguably that is sometimes worse Yeah, no, because I, you know, they're still alive. I know. Instead of like, you know that there's a finality with death. Yeah. So there, there's nothing you can do about it. There are it. moments in my life where specific people in my life that are not in my life anymore. I, this may sound horrible, but sometimes I wish 
that we would have just died when we ended our relationship. Because to give you that piece. Yeah, to give you, because I would much rather have the world take away that person away from me instead of that person choosing to leave me. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You're well, grieving. I, you're grieving the loss. You're grieving someone who's still alive. But it's it sucks. but it's worse because there is an active choice on both ends to end it. Yeah. Instead of like death, where it just happens. It, right. So I, I guess like a different kind of pain. Yeah. But I only can speak that about like platonic breakups. I've gone through both romantic and platonic. They both suck in different ways. Thing is, is I've never had like a substantial platonic breakup. There, there's one that comes to mind, and it was my best friend from home. Did I ever tell you about her? I used to have a really good. She was like my best friend, and I grew up with her basically my whole life. She was my neighbor, and then we stopped being friends in 2020. Me and this girl were really good friends and then one day... Oh, you told me about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was like, I actually, you know, like we're... I don't think this friendship is gonna work anymore. Why? Just... She was going through a lot of things. We had grown into different people. That sucks. It does. It sucked a lot because I was like, oh my god, I thought this person was gonna be in my life forever. So at least for me, personally speaking, like romantic breakups were, have been harder for me in my life. My worst one ever was... Damn! When I was fucking 17, I was a baby. That was terrible. It took me like two years to get over that. Yeah, that was that was very, very painful. And since then, I've gone through other breakup separations from people, but the healing process has been a lot faster, I guess. That's good. Also, I guess this was also because we're more mature. Yeah, and I had been through it once already, so I knew what not what to do and what not to do. You're gonna be good. Anyone watching this, you're going through a platonic breakup, romantic breakup. Feel your feelings. Because if you try to just push them away and distract them, they just, they're asking you for you to hear them. That's what I did. Well, what I used to do is I just repress my feelings until... That's what we shouldn't do. That's what we should not do. We should not repress our feelings. Sad No, 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 no. When, when, I, when I used to repress my feelings. Oh. I, I, I would come into work, I would just do work, I would go home and sit there. <laughs> in the dark. In the dark. <laughs> I'm going through such a hard time. It will always pass. Always. I, I almost, always. I almost pulled what Sophia used to do when she was having a hard time. I was considering going to church. My freshman year, I was so depressed. I pulled up to church. Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I pulled up to church, bro. <laughs> No, no, I no. sat there. No, no. I sat there no. and I prayed to God. No. <laughs> I got on my knees <laughs> no and crying and praying to God. That's how bad it was. No judgment to people who go to church. That's how bad it no, was, I, bro. I, we're just laughing because it, it was her. 18-year-old me. 18-year-old me pulling up the church after class. I would get on my knees <laughs> and I would just pray. I'd be like, please help me. <laughs> it's so funny one thing i these past few days i've been going through it there's this one quote that i really held on to that i kept thinking about you gotta have faith that your friends would forgive you even when you fuck up it's a disservice to the people who you love and care about to already assume that they wouldn't forgive you if you made a mistake or done something wrong the least that you owe them is to have faith that they would they could that they could potentially forgive you have faith in in the goodness of people and also have faith in the, in the relationship. If you don't have faith in it, then that's such a huge disrespect. I always end it with a piece of advice. Okay, story that my mom told my brother. So my brother was around 18 and was about to get ready, he was getting ready to go to college. So one of the last, 
last things my mom said to him, you know, whatever you do in life, it's okay. Even if you do the most horrendous thing that you could think of, ac accidentally murder someone, life will go on. So what I want to say, no matter how hard you fuck up, or no matter what, what you do that hurts anyone, you still have, deserve, anyone still has a chance of forgiveness and deserve to live life. Unless if you've done a, something objectively horrible through malicious intent, then you're just a bad person. You are. But, Let's not do that. But anyone, anyone who's made who's just made a mistake, and who just knows better, and was just like stuck in a bad situation, you deserve forgiveness. My advice is don't let bad don't let bad events change the way you interact with people. You, like I said before, you just meet people again and again and again, and you're like, oh, maybe I can do this. And you'll find new facets of facets of yourself through new people mm -hmm. life is just constant change i've met so many people that i'm like oh like this person changed my life yeah like this person changed my life like, and i'm sure that you've changed someone's life and i'm sure i've i've hopefully changed someone's life there there that's such a blessing there are of course were people who affected your life and there are so many to come we're just walking each other home and it's so gonna be okay it always is it's always gonna end up okay i'm living proof no matter how horrible that's Shit. true actually and if you feel like it's not talk to someone talk to someone actually i ask learned for forgiveness have faith in other people that they will forgive you ask for forgiveness that's the least that you can do for others having faith that they they're capable to see the best version of you people are here to love each other and hate and hate but that's also a version of you loving someone that's in true. a certain way that's true if you hate someone, it means you care a lot. You're like, oh, this person X, Y, Z, da, da, da. They're living rent-free in your mind. It means you care. <laughs> it means you care. Better and that's okay. That's okay. Unless you do active harm. Right. Let's not do that. Uh, let's just assume all of our listeners are very nuanced and intelligent people. <laughs> yes. Please. I think we all are. I think you guys are. If you need an ear, text Instagram <laughs> arthur.s.kim. I repeat, Arthur. Dot s dot kim <laughs> if you can't find me go through sophia's followers list. my instagram is at sophia s-o-f-i-a v-k-o i had so much fun i'm hoping i could be back someday all right bye see you next time life goes on life goes on